You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Welcome back to another episode of Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm joined today by someone who is really changing the world uh, from a health perspective, especially in this post-Roe era. Uh, her name is Cindy Adam, and she is the co-founder, CEO, and nurse practice- practitioner of Choice Health. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having us, Laurel. Uh, so tell us what is Choice Health, and then let's get into some of the mission side of it because it's such an important conversation. Choice is a telemedicine clinic, and we provide abortion care um, as well as other reproductive and sexual health services like emergency contraception and birth control. And tell us a little bit about your history and why you felt so compelled to start a company in this. I mean, it's a very controversial space. Yes. Uh, you know, Ch- Choice was founded by myself um, and two other women clinicians, um, as well as my partner in all things, Mark Adam, who is our CTO. Um, and we we had a vision of using telehealth to expand access for all people who seek safe and affordable abortion care. Um, myself and my co-founders, Lauren Duby and Dr. Aisha Wagner, um, have been providing abortion and sexual and reproductive uh, care in the brick and mortar space for, for years. Um, and we saw this growing evidence base for what we call the what was called the low or no touch model of care, which is now essentially abortion care via telehealth. Um, but become of the some of the restrictions around the medications used in the abortion process, specifically mifepristone, the first medication, um, you used to have to dispense it in person at a clinic to the patient. Um, we weren't able to um, provide care this way. We've been working on some ways to innovate in the abortion care space by doing either pickup models or working on a study uh, with the FDA so that we could mail medications. But around the time we were looking to launch our company um, was actually the time when there was a ruling uh, that because of the pandemic, um, we were able to mail the medications directly. So um, fantastic. And timing on that couldn't be better for you, for sure. Uh, definitely, yes. One of those silver linings of the pandemic that mm-hmm. um, was really helpful for healthcare overall. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I know that I was never a telemedicine, telehealth person until until the pandemic, and then I felt <laughs> like I was using my teledoc way too much. Um, you know, every little tickle in your throat, you're like, oh my God, it's a COVID. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the, the amazing strides that you've made in this industry and the, I mean, the tens of thousands of people I'm sure you've helped with the work that you're doing and why it's so critically important. Um, can you just talk a little bit about the statistics and um, why access is so critical and maybe more so now than ever? Yes. I mean, it's um, as, as many people know, um, the Supreme court decision Roe versus Wade was overturned um, in June after um, decades of having a constitutional right to abortion care. Um, so we've seen in at least 13 states there are total abortion bans, and in many more there are uh, severe and increasing restrictions on access to abortion care. 
so dangerous. Uh, it means that that women are going uh, to dangerous places to get this work done. Um, and a lot of times, you know, this causes death and other kinds of issues financially, certainly as well. Uh, not to mention if they're if they are made to carry to term all of the issues that come along with that from an unwanted pregnancy perspective. So can you share a little bit more about, again, why you feel so strongly about providing this care? Absolutely. We feel that this is so important because reproductive freedom really enables not only individuals, but families and their communities to live healthier, safer, and, and happier lives. And the care we provide increases access to care. Um, it is convenient. It is very affordable. Um, we're focused on providing equitable care, and it's, it's very private and confidential as well. And uh, I mean, just the statistics, are, I don't know them off the top of my head, obviously, but that um, this issue affects uh, 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 BIPOC communities far greater as well. So there's a, you talked about equity, but if you could just double click into that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of people are sort of becoming aware of this issue with the overturn of Roe, but you're, you're absolutely right, Laurel. The um, abortion restrictions have um, been increasing in this country, really most notably in 2020 and 2021 is when we saw the greatest increase um, in restrictions to access to abortion care. Um, and, and who that affects predominantly has been um, folks who are Black, Brown, or Indigenous, um, and folks who are living in really in the Midwest and the South, certain parts of the United States. Um, so they have always faced um, greater challenges when it comes to accessing health care um, and even more so when it comes to um, access to abortion care. I mean, it's really such a travesty. I mean, that's why that's why I live in California, right? I don't want to be uh, in a place that feels like they can tell me what to do with my body. I just think it's the whole thing is abhorrent. And it's so it's, I mean, it's beyond scary to know that that uh, that Roe versus Wade was even overturned because we never thought it was going to happen, right? And, and so important for everyone listening in to get involved. Um, they're going after other rights uh, now as well. So, um, you know, this is your call to action, not just to support amazing organizations like Choice, but, you know, making sure that you're you're staying active and dig- uh, uh, vigilant and diligent about, you know, what choices we have out there. Um, can, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's so important that people think of this issue beyond just a traditional sort of like pro-choice and quote unquote pro-life sort of argument because it's it's really reproductive health occurs along a spectrum. Um, And the abortion bans that are being put into place not only affect people who may have unintended pregnancies and are electing to have an abortion, but affect people who are experiencing miscarriages, people who are experiencing ectopic pregnancies, which are very dangerous pregnancies outside of the uterus that are not viable. Um, And there's many other patient scenarios that I could describe. Um, And so it's it's never it's not just about one particular issue, one moment, people's lives and safety are really, really at risk here. And I mean, I I could, I I will, it's, I have to hold back because I'm like so angry about this issue. And I think it's a good thing that we're all angry that this happened um, because it it makes us, you know, become more uh, involved moving forward. And it's one of the reasons I felt so strongly about having you on the show today. But I mean, the people that are making these laws have no clue. They, it, it just is infuriating. It's the pale, male, and stale of the world who are <laughs> in the top of politics who are making these, passing these laws. It's just infuriating to me. Yes, yes. We're holding on to that anger to, Ugh, to feel so our mad. work. 
Again. So I'm, you know, I'm mad, but although I have to say like mad is the like reactive emotion underneath it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's so, it's exhausting. It's so saddening to think that they can't see through this as a political issue, that it's really a, a women's health and safety issue. Yes. I think that's one of the most challenging parts of all of this. Infuriating. Well, let's talk about the um, the medical side of the of the table for a quick second. Can you share with us, you know, what the abortion pill actually is, what it does, why it's safe, all of the technicals for those who might be listening that aren't aware that this is even an option? Absolutely. Um, so, in terms of the abortion care process with a medication abortion, whether it's via telehealth or an in clinic medication abortion, um, the FDA approved regimen for for the pills is um, mifepristone is the first pill in the process, and that is a progestin blocker. That's what stops uh, the pregnancy from continuing. Um, and then the second pill in the process is mesoprostol, um, and that um, drug is used to cause the uterus to cramp, um, and then you pass the pregnancy tissue out of the uterus. So that's, that's the process. I, it's amazing yeah. that we have the ability to do this with a pill. Like I, I, uh, I've never had to use this um, as a service in my past, but I certainly have a lot of girlfriends who have. Um, but there's still a lot of people out there that didn't even know that this was a thing, that they thought they had to go to a clinic to get it done. Can you give us a little bit of the history of the pill and uh, and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're right, because historically, more people have had surgical abortions um, instead of medication abortions, actually until just this past year. Um, And that's, I think, in part due to the pandemic, but also Mm -hmm. in part due to increasing information around medication abortion, um, Mm -hmm. around options for care. Um, And then, of course, telehealth abortion care um, started just um, four years ago with Aid Access. Um, they're a nonprofit that provides this care nationally, um, but really the majority of, of companies like myself and others have been providing abortion care via telehealth just for two years. So it's really new, um, exciting and innovative because it offers people the opportunity to have um, abortion care so privately and discreetly at home um, and with um really via an online medical questionnaire that's very safe and goes over your medical history to determine, um, you know, any risks that you may have from having your care at home or from taking the medications. Um, and then you have clinical and ongoing support for the whole process. Um, I mean, it's safer, it's cheaper, and it's more private. It just seems like this is absolutely the right direction that the world needs to go in. I agree. We're so excited and privileged to be offering this care and, and glad that so many um, people have been interested in, in um, learning more about it. You know, we've served over 5,500 patients since we opened two years ago. We just turned two, had our two-year anniversary. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Uh, fantastic. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably very likely that you've worked with a marketing agency that hasn't really worked out. That's why Elevate My Brand has developed our roadmap to marketing process. We use an extremely data-driven approach to show you exactly what your competitors are doing in the omnichannel space so that we can develop a strategy and tactical approach to success in your marketing. Call us today and let's get mapping. Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Cindy Adam, who is the co-founder, CEO, and nurse practitioner from Choice Health. Uh, Choice Health provides safe, easy, affordable access to the abortion pill, which is so important in this post-Roe era um, and post-COVID or, I mean, can we say post-COVID? I don't really know if we're even, we're 100% there yet. I see <laughs> people getting it every day. It's wild. Um, but 
nonetheless, it has certainly accelerated your growth. And so I'd like to pivot and talk about your growth um, in the last few years, because as you said, it's a very new uh, practice area. Um, so I know that you're out fundraising. It's another one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show today. And you've had a lot of interest from VCs out there who have said that they are really interested in supporting you and investing in social impact. You've gone down the diligence process with them and then crickets. Um, I want to make sure we call them out, not by name, of course, but if you are listening and you are in the venture world and want to get involved and the future of healthcare is in your category, please, please reach out. We want to use this as almost a PSA because we've got to get you funded in this category. We absolutely have to get you funded. Thank you so much, Laurel. Yes, yeah, we're currently fundraising for our seed round. Um, we're really excited to have Elevate Capital as our lead investors on the round. They're a Portland-based firm who focuses on underrepresented entrepreneurs, uh, who you know, including women, BIPOC individuals, veterans. Uh, and so it's been a pleasure working with them. And we're, we're really excited to work with other mission-aligned investors. And uh, we know that post-row, um, there are a lot of folks interested in supporting, um, and we'd, we'd love to work with them. And tell us a little bit about your numbers and your growth, because like you said, you're new, but you've been growing exponentially, which is why you're doing this this round. Yes. You know, we bootstrapped Choice uh, two years ago, um, and just with that minimal amount of um, funding, we were able to grow with our very small team of four, <laughs> four co-founders and a patient care coordinator to three states. Um, and since then, um, with the funding with Elevate, we've grown to additional six states, and we've seen over 5,500 patients. Um, and wow. we've had over 7,000 people create accounts with us and seek um, services for other types of healthcare, because we do offer a full range of, of reproductive health services. It's almost as if you're in my head because I was literally going to say, we need to talk about all the other options that are out there because it's, it's not just medical abortion pills. It's uh, contraception, hormonal birth control, uh, UTI care. I mean, you do pretty much the whole, all of the, all of the uh, I would say, uncomfortable conversations you're double clicking into, which is fantastic. Yes, that's really important to us that we provide like the full suite of sexual and reproductive health care services and, and plan to add STI testing and treatment, um, as well as vaginitis care um, in early next year. And I'm sure you're involved on the political side. So if you could share with us a little bit about, uh, you know, how people can find you and then if they want to get involved in this broader movement of supporting women's choice, uh, you know, what are you doing in that category and how can they get involved? Um, absolutely. So yeah, in terms of getting involved, I would say the biggest thing is um, voting in elections, uh, extremely important right now, uh, more than ever, um, to vote for people that support reproductive rights and freedoms. Um, you know, we as a, as a company have been involved um, really on the research side, we've contributed a lot of um, de-identified or anonymized patient data to researchers at UCSF, um, and these efforts were part of the efforts that helped um, change the decision uh, by the FDA um, in terms of the in-person dispensing requirement um, back in 2021. Um, so really showing the ongoing safety and efficacy of the care we provide um, mm -hmm. through research um, and in that sense. Um, and then, yes, our website is choicehealth.com. Um, we provide a wealth of information about the safety and efficacy of this care, as well as, um, you know, sexual and reproductive health care in general, birth control, all of those things that you mentioned. Um, and then we often will list a lot of different organizations on our social media or website that you can help support um, in this ongoing effort and fight for reproductive rights um, to, yeah. you know, to, yeah. 
It's such a fight. I mean, it's, it really is more so now than ever before. So again, I just want to thank you personally for the work that you're doing and for standing for what I believe is right. Um, and again, that's why we want you to be on the podcast today. Can we shift focus a little bit and talk about the branding, the messaging, positioning, all of this, because I want, you know, our day job is on the marketing side. So I love Mm -hmm. the name choice. I think it's pretty obvious where that came from, but would love to just hear the story (laughs) of on the brand building side. Yes, absolutely. So with choice, um, so choice or schwa, um, as we also love to call it, um, it means schwa, (laughs) schwa. It's really, we, you know, it's schwa in French is choice um, in English. So that's why we chose it. Um, There's a lot of folks who are called choice. So we wanted a differentiator. uh, But we also loved that um, choice, um, that the letter X um, sort of is also the nod to the importance of having gender neutrality in language um, and how we talk about the people we serve um, as women and birthing people or people with uteruses, um, really being all inclusive of our care, um, as well as sort of a nod to the fact that um, France is actually where the drug Mifepristone um, was first uh, came from and, and manufactured. Interesting. And then mm-hmm. one of your kind of tenants is non-judgmentalness. Like t- talk us through how you built the voice of the brand. I mean, the the look and feel, all of those components that frankly make it really approachable, even down to the color theory. It's like very bright, very, um, it's colorful. It, it, it feels unintimidating, even for someone like me who typically and historically had has never really been all that into telemedicine, right? Um, I would love to understand how you built out the brand from that perspective. Thank you. We we really wanted to build something that was rooted in our beliefs as as humans and as healthcare providers. You know, we're really a non traditional founding team of of healthcare providers, and um, equity is at the core of why we started Choice and and who we are. And so we're really glad to hear it really comes through in our brand. Um, in terms of equity, I think what is important to us too. You know, as sort of talked about, it's important the way we talk about um, who we're serving and why and how we increase access to care. Um, and so that is why it's been a big focus of ours, the, the way we use language on the site, the colors meant to make people feel comfortable um, and to, to reflect that this is a safe, non-judgmental place to access care. We don't judge people for their reasons for needing to have an abortion or deciding to have an abortion. You know, we're here for them no matter what. It's amazing. It really does come through. I, I feel it on the site. It's, it's, it's warm and inviting, even again in this area of reproductive and sexual health, which can be an uncomfortable conversation. That's why Mm -hmm. we have you on. We love having uncomfortable conversations. Um, (laughs) uh, I want to hear some of the um, success stories, uh, obviously anonymized um, because we, you know, it is HIPAA, but uh, I want to make sure that um, our audience really understands the impact that you're having with uh, the, the, the community that you're serving. Yes, you know some of the the stories that really stick out in my mind when it comes to patient experiences um, from the earlier days when we started providing care. It was the midst of the pandemic. We opened in October of 2020, um, and we had, um, for example, there was a mom who sought care with us who um, has two children living with disabilities, and she could not leave during COVID, leave her children to access care for an abortion, um, and she could not support having another child. Um, and she came to us, was able to get her medications mailed directly to her home. Um, she was able to have the abortion, um, during the night, you know, sometimes the process, um, can take 
about 24 hours for some people and it was a smooth process for her. Um, and she was able to wake up the next morning and of course, you know, taking some support medications, but be up and ready to help take care of her kids. Um, and that, that felt really powerful us, especially during that time, but really, you know, at any time pandemic or not, um, when we're able to support people. I mean, I can imagine that you must get the most incredible emails. And I mean, I see on your social channels, like you're just, you're really truly giving people opportunity, right? Giving them the choice literally to create the lives that they want uh, and solve for some issues and problems that they don't want. Um, yes. I, I, I mean, I can't, it's so amazing to hear someone that is so mission driven, that is executing um, a company in this category. Um, I mean, you're really changing the world. Truly. Thank you so much. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoying the episode? I certainly hope so. But we have no way to know unless you tell us. After this episode, please leave us a review on your podcast app of choice and let us know what you love and what you want to hear next. This podcast is all about you. And how else are we going to elevate your brand unless you talk to us? Thanks for sticking with us. I am chatting with Cindy Adam, who's the co-founder, CEO, and nurse practitioner of Choice Health. Um, that's a lot of titles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, Chief Everything Officer, right? Um, when did you get your like decide you wanted to be in health? Like, give it, take us back before you decided you were going to be uh, launching Choice. Give us a little bit of your history. Oh yeah, so I um initially decided um, to go into healthcare. Um, I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Nicaragua um, and the focus on the care. Oh my God, you're such a good person. I can't stand it. It was an incredible experience. I'm sure I got a lot more than I gave. Amazing community to be a part of. Um, but I did a lot of sexual and reproductive health. And I worked in a casa materna, which is where they take care of uh, pregnant women in rural communities. Um, I did a lot of condom demonstrations, all of that fun wow, stuff. And amazing working in the community and, and really fell in love with, with healthcare, um, and, and nursing. Um, and actually one of my, um, my best friends who I met in the Peace Corps, um, told me all about nurse practitioners. I didn't know about the profession, uh, mm. growing up. And so when I came back, uh, to the States after Peace Corps, I started taking my prerequisites, um, and was really fortunate uh, to attend UCSF, um, which has an amazing family nurse practitioner program focused yeah, in equity and healthcare and also, um, you know, even training in abortion care. Um, amazing. Uh, what's very strange is I just went to Nicaragua for my first time this year. So oh, really? Oh, I we're on vacation. We weren't quite doing the same work you were. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an incredible, uh, incredibly warm community. I really, really mm -hmm. love the people that we met there. Uh, so you've kind of always been double clicked into uh, healthcare and reproductive health specifically. Yes, very much so. I think myself and and really a lot of my colleagues in this space came to medicine and nursing and healthcare because we see it as an experience where you are uniquely able to be there for someone um, in their in their moments of of these decisions when it comes mm -hmm. to healthcare, um, and that and have that experience directly, but also be able to affect change on a public health level as well, um, mm -hmm. and to work in so many different capacities. Um, it's it's such an amazing um, amazing place to be. So impactful. Um, I would love to hear your opinion on the greater healthcare uh, state of healthcare. I should say. Do you believe that it is broken? Do you still see good in it? Um, you know, what is your perspective on on what's happening in our country from a healthcare perspective? 
That is a very big question. A very meta question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that there's a lot of amazing things happening in innovation and healthcare, while at the same time, there's been a lot of, you know, devastating changes and challenges, Um, you know, specifically when it comes to like what's happening with reproductive healthcare, you know, you're seeing increasing bans on not only abortion, but just like women's reproductive healthcare choices during pregnancy, um, while at the same time, you're seeing um, birthing centers and hospitals close um, in the same states where where people you're going to see increasing birth rates um and so overall i you know i'm i'm really concerned um especially for um you know the most marginalized communities who are already facing um challenges with access to healthcare i think that that was a a perfect um and succinct way to put what's happening in our current state mm-hmm. um uh, or the country's actually current state of, of uh healthcare um, what can what else can we do to support you in this mission? Like if you could wave a magic wand, what would happen for you? I would besides a getting magic fully funded, wand. of course. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, very for for choice specifically getting fully funded would be amazing, of course. But um really, I mean, really when it comes to access, if if um if we could um codify basically more than row into lie would just go beyond that because um, really let healthcare come to the healthcare provider and the person being served. Um, and, and really with, with free care, healthcare and access for all, that would be my dream. Mm, I love that. Um, uh, usually in the last few minutes, I do this quick fire where I ask more personal questions to kind of humanize the conversation. I think this has been a very human conversation. I don't think we need to do that. So what I'd rather do is um, have you share how people can get in touch with you uh, and how they can contact Choice Health Health should they need um, some telemedicine uh, and some delivery medication in this category. Wonderful. Thank you, Laurel. Yes. So if, if you need healthcare, www.choicehealth.com and that's choice, C-H-O-I-X, health.com. Um, you can um, certainly, um, interested investors can reach out to uh, partnerships at choicehealth.com. Um, we are also raising via a public investment campaign on Republic. Uh, so republic.com backslash choice for anyone who wants to um, support in that way as well is, is an awesome option uh, for both accredited and non-accredited investors alike um, to support access to this, this greatly needed care. Fantastic. And then I'm also going to hand the floor over to you for any final words of wisdom about what's happening in this world or, uh, you know, words of wisdom for anyone who needs this kind of care, anything that you'd like to, to say to wrap up our conversation today? Um, I would say that abortion care is such a highly stigmatized and politicized form of care. Um, and when people come to access care, even in states where it's legal, they come to us with such feelings of anxiety about whether or not they would be allowed to even get an abortion when when they want one. Um, and I would just say that that people should when when you consider voting or investing or um, how you think about this issue, um, to not think about it in a way that is black and white. Um, thinking about reproductive health care as really being on a full spectrum, um, and that at different moments in time, people have different needs, um, and it's really about taking care of that person um, rather than making this an issue about controlling people and, and people's bodies and their lives and taking away their power. 
Amazing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much again for the work that you do, Cindy, and continue to do. And um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having you on the show today in this conversation, because it is one that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, and we've got to make big changes in the next few years. And that starts with your choice, right? Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Laurel. It's been really wonderful speaking with you. And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Go vote. Um, go to choicehealth.com if you need any support in this category. Go to Republic and support them with your dollars. And uh, and let's get this on the show on the road. Um, and of course, stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next. Thank you.